Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most artistic, athletic, tenacious, basically unique and interesting people in the world. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Welcome to season three. As we continue to seek out some of the most unforgettable humans, some of the most memorable stories, in the first two seasons, the show featured guests from over 60 different countries and will continue down that path because it is imperative that we cherish the differences. And we can only do that by getting out and journeying into unknown frontiers, whether it be physically or simply through conversation, sharing lovely experiences and saluting the tenacious and resilient guests. Ah, we have a brilliant, brilliant episode for today with another exceptional musician. We've had a lot of great musicians on lately. Tremendously lucky. And today we feature one of Las Vegas' finest performers, Carnell Johnson, joins the show. Carnell is one of the few. He's a native of Las Vegas and has been performing in the town now for several decades. He is one half of the acoustic duo Cover Lane, and he is the regular national anthem singer for Las Vegas' NHL team, the Golden Knights. While in Vegas, I was able to meet up with former guest of the show, Cameron Hughes, and at the very same Golden Knights match, Carnell performed the anthem. Incredible voice with a larger-than-life stage presence. I loved his charisma, and I thought he would be a great addition for the show. And we got him on today's episode. We chat about his musical beginnings, and he reflects on the artist that he remembers singing with his mom as he was growing up. We also talk about creativity and how he keeps ideas fresh while working in such a competitive market. And lastly, Carnell and I chat about the last couple years and how he handled the challenges of being a performer in Las Vegas during the pandemic and the vital lessons that he acquired this was such a great conversation. He is an incredibly talented musician and performer, but also a great conversationalist. I loved hearing his stories. Very genuine, very authentic, and also charismatic. Excited for you guys to meet him. Oh, and I forgot to mention, he might have one of the best performing monikers there is. So let's go ahead and welcome on Carnell Johnson, better known as Golden Pipes, and let's learn. Anytime I talk to musicians, performers like yourself, I'm always curious where it began. So for you, what were your earliest musical experiences? Um, well, honestly, my earliest memories are, uh, pro I probably have to say, well, okay, so these aren't memories of mine, but there's tapes, cassette tapes, you know, people don't know what those are anymore. Um, but there are cassette tapes of me and my mom uh, just singing along to random stuff. My mom was really young when she had me. So um, she was a teenager in the 80s when I was born. I was born in 81. And there are cassette tapes of us singing along to like Wham and Cyndi Lauper. Um, and those are probably the earliest musical memories of me. And then the ones I can think of are in elementary school. Um, I started in the handbell choir. I did that for two or three years and then on, on into middle school, I did band and uh, then I got into choir and it's been singing ever since then. Very cool. Very cool. Musically, you mentioned 80s and cassettes and listening to that, mm -hmm. but you had access to a lot of great shows and concerts growing up. So I, I, I'm really, really, really curious as far as the first concert or show you attended. Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Yeah, because wow. my mom, uh, my mom was really into grunge, so okay. well, yeah. I, <laughs> um, so I got to see uh, Garbage opened up for him. Okay. And then I got to see Spin Doctors. That's the first one I've ever went to. Um, 
But my own first concert that I wanted to go to was uh, Babyface, Tevin Campbell, and Boyz II Men. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lineup. That's, I, saw, yeah. I, saw, I saw Jodeci and Boyz II Men on the same. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Favorite? Beautiful. And how about, how about first album you bought with your own money? First album I bought with my own money? It was either <laughs> – these are two – well, you've already went, yeah, Spectrum with both grunge R&Bs. Yep. So in, in keeping with that, um, it was either, well, there it is, or uh, Green Day, Dookie. It was one of those two. I had those at the same exact time. See, that's how it was. It was either, it was either hip-hop R&B or it was, it, was, it was grunge rock. And yeah. it, was okay, it was okay to like both. Yeah, absolutely. I, I encourage people to like both because, you know, you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself into one genre, you know, open your, open your ears and open your heart to a lot of different things. It's a, it's a fantastic era of music. So for you performing, how do you get yourself in the right mental mindset? Do you have a specific routine? It changes for every single performance. Okay. So, um, I mean, I do a lot of stuff around town here. I'm in a duo and um, you know, we play cover songs. So anything from 50s, 60s, 70s to, you know, this year. Um, and for that, you know, it's just about rehearsal. But for like a big performance, um, I, I do like a little bit of quiet. Uh, I like to go over it, you know, with the, with the national anthem. It's something that I know. I know that I know it, but it's so easy to go on autopilot mm -hmm. and you can ask most musicians they don't like singing that song because it's so easy to mess up and so when i'm doing that i like to have i like to have just a little moment of silence and i go over the words two or three times sing through it um and just kind of picture it in my head uh thankfully when i sing at t-mobile arena the words are up there for me, so I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to think too much. I can just do it. Um, but when they're not up there, there have been a couple times. You know, technical issues happen, and when they're not up there, I have a slight panic attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just you. You just gotta. You just gotta put yourself in the right mindset. Whatever performance you're getting ready to do. Yeah. Well, I want to talk more about the actual performance of the anthem because you said it's a very easy song to mess up. Probably the most recognizable song for any American. And there's also that delay. As you're singing, there's a slight delay of what you hear. How do you maintain focus on that when you've got delay, you've got yourself on video, you've got people going crazy left and right? Well, at T-Mobile, I have in-ear monitors, so I, have, I don't have any delay. Cool. But I have had in the past... Um, you know, especially when technology wasn't where it is today, you know, even today, it's just a slight delay in arenas like that. Mm -hmm. But I've had it where it's almost been like a half second to three quarters of a second delay. Yeah. And you've really got to just root yourself. Um, I, I, I think I closed my eyes just to focus on my singing instead of what I was hearing. Um, because yeah, it's real easy to fall into that trap of, you know, Oh, say, Oh, say, and you're just like, wait, what was that? <laughs> um, but yeah, just really listening to yourself is probably the biggest thing. Um, when you're singing with a delay like that. Now I read about the audition phase for you for the role with the golden Knights. I got a couple questions on that one. How did you develop the confidence to audition, to try out? I know there was a specific thing about how you said the word night. 
being a working musician, you have to just go to audition after audition after audition. And I've been doing, I've been singing professionally since 1998. Um, but I've been doing big auditions since 2003. And I've gotten, you know, some yeses, but a lot of no's. And it's just one of those things where like, if you don't keep putting yourself out there, you're never going to get anything. You know, that's a, that's a guaranteed way to get no work. Um, so thankfully, you know, the, the put myself out there, I've gotten a few things. Um, and with this specific one, um, I didn't even get the quote unquote gig until I actually sang it. You know, I did the audition just like everybody else that, that first year, um, you know, they tried to get somebody new for every single performance. And I was just one of those. That's, you know, they, they chose me. They were like, oh, we like the way you sing it. You can sing Oh Canada. Great. Come on and sing it. So uh, before I sang, I told a couple of my friends, oh, hey, I'm going to sing the national anthem at the Knights game. They're like, oh, cool. Uh, don't get thrown off by this. But when they say the word night and gave proof through the night, everybody's going to yell. Uh, the word night. And I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks. You know, help, help me out a lot because yeah. that would have thrown me off easily. Um, and I just decided at the moment, like as I was singing um, just to not sing it. And I can neither confirm nor deny this. I don't know the answer, but I was told that I was the first person to do that. Yeah. And because I sing it as written, a lot of people like to sing along with it. Um, so they like that I don't change anything. Um, they like that I give them that moment. And that is, uh, apparently that is what gave me the, the, the gig. You know, everybody liked it. It was a crowd favorite. They were like, he should just be it because, you know, we can, we can rely on him. He knows it. We don't have to change anything. We don't have to worry. Let's just do it. So I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that's what, that's what gave me that. And where did the moniker gig. Golden Pipes come from? Did you always have that through auditions? No, that okay. came from um, that. That came from fans, actually. Okay. It's a great uh, name. It's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, about the third third time I sang it. Um, you know, I sing it a couple of times, and people liked that I was coming back. So, third or fourth time I sang it. Um, a guy reached out to me and was like, "Hey, we want to have a jersey made for you." Oh. Um, what what are these uh you know here here are some things that we're throwing out and we're having fans vote on it and i was like well i like this this and this and he was like all right well i'll let you know what happens and so the fans voted and they liked golden pipes and so that just kind of stuck with me and to be honest at first i wasn't too keen on the name um at very very first but, you know that's with a lot of things but it it eventually grew on me and i was like oh i i, I love it now of all the sporting events I've been to, the Vegas hockey match, one of the most electric. I know that's a word that's used a lot, but just mm -hmm. energy from the beginning, even prior to walking in with the energy outside, the music outside, it's, it's a beat from the jump. And then throughout the, the game, it was just, it was a lot of fun, a lot of things going on. And I'm telling you that when they all sing night, it's so powerful. What, what, are, what are you feeling when you, because you have so much control. You, they're pacing you, they're listening to you sing a national anthem, and they say one word, and it's got to be exhilarating. Yeah, it's... You know, it's it's kind of giving that moment to the people. Um, a lot of people who sing the national anthem sing it 
their way, which is not, I would never, I will never say it's wrong. I will never say there is a wrong way to sing it unless you're just not saying the right words or singing the, the right melody. There's not a wrong way to do it, but I believe with, and this is anthems across the board, you know, the Italian national anthem, Canadian national anthem, you know, wh whatever national anthem you can think of. I think it's important to just do it justice, do it as it's written yeah. so that, like you said, you know, that th those people can show pride mm -hmm. for, for that moment. And then, you know, I you know, taking it to the next level, giving them that moment of yelling night, you know, just kind of getting the whole crowd um, amped up, getting even getting the players amped up, you know, when there was nobody in the bubble and they were playing the national anthem, those players were still yelling night. Um, so it's, it's definitely be become like a staple now. Yeah. And I've, I've got to remember, cause I, I sing it at other places now. Um, if, if, as long as it's not the silver Knights or the Vegas Nighthawks, then I've got to remember to say the word night, <laughs> even though, yeah. you know, other people may yell it, which is great, but I'm never guaranteed that. So I was like, yeah. I have to say this word. And if you yell it, that's awesome. I'll even kind of point or smile at acknowledging that. Oh yeah, I know. I, I heard you. I, I see you there. That's funny. Well, I, I was just super impressed with Vegas from everything, including the pre-match skits that they have. And, and it's, it's so different. It's, it's incredible. It's so different. Who would have thought that hockey would even work in the desert and it's beautiful. It's amazing. With the fans being a part of it and with you being the regular anthem singer, I'm sure you've had lots of great interactions with fans. So when you think back to just all the times you've been able to chat with fans, what are the ones that stick out? What are the memories, the days that you're like, you know what, that was really cool. I was able to connect on that level. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that's, oh, that's, that's a hard question because, yeah, like, you're, like you said, I've had a lot of interactions and – you know, sometimes I'll just be walking in, in my day-to-day -day life and I'll hear, you know, Carnell and I'll turn and I don't recognize the person, but, you know, they know who I am. It's like, oh, we're just fans of yours. And I was like, oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> so sometimes it's, it's not that it's awkward, but sometimes I don't always know how to approach it or how to answer them. Um, but I don't know if there's just one that stands out, you know. I, I, I like the ones that tell me, um, especially when it does get played uh, on TV, which is not often, um, but I'll have parents say that their kids who are two, three, four years old will stop and watch and, you know, hum along or mumble along and yell night. Yeah. Um, that's always kind of cool to hear. Um, yeah. I, that I, that I, I can't think of anything <laughs> other, other than that. When people are walking by, do you get Carnell or, or do they yell, hey, Golden Pipes? I get both. <laughs> and, and, if it, and if they yell Golden Pipes, I, I'll, I know, okay, I know where they know me from. Yeah. But when I hear Carnell, I'm like, you know, oh, you know, are you one of my old teachers? Did we, you know, did, did we meet sometime? Did, you know, I, I, I don't know. So it's always like, it, it's not weird and not awkward, but I'm just like, oh, this, I have to quickly yeah. change my mindset to like, oh, you don't. I don't know you know you, but, you know, you've heard me and you've been to a game and stuff. You perform in the entertainment capital of the world. So many different things going on. And you've been there from the beginning, born and raised there, one of the few. Where do you find creativity? Because in a, in a town like that, it's incredibly competitive. And one great idea, the second it exists, you're going to have every 
location, every bar, every resort going to copy that. So you got to stay unique. So where do you find creativity? I would probably have to just say from within. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that I'm a overtly creative person, but um, when need be, you know, I, I can find those little things. Um, and, and I do it a lot with, with my duo uh, because we do cover songs, you know, a lot of them, yeah, we'll play as they're written. People like them. But every now and then we'll, we'll, we'll take a really popular song, but, you know, change it up. It's, it's been done ever since music was music. Um, and so we kind of, you know, tune it to our own. And one of my uh, favorite groups is uh, Postmodern Jukebox, which takes very, very popular songs and plays them like you would in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s. Um, so that kind of creativity where you can take something that's already established, but mold it into a new sound um, to reach a new audience uh, is something that I you know, think about and I, I find uh, from within with my duo when we're playing something, we're like, oh, let's try this. Oh, let's try this. Uh, yeah. Why don't we slow it down or speed it up or different things like that? And I'm sure it's a relationship with the crowd when you're performing. And with tourists, you got to play a lot of the top 40, a lot of the recognizable songs. So when you're performing and you, you've got a great relationship with the crowd and things are going well and you want to dip into your bag and say, you know what, let's get them with this next song. I know it's going to crush. I know it's going to be a hit. What, what are the songs that you turn to on that? <sighs> Or what do you look at? You look over at your partner. You look over at your partner and say, "Okay, let's get him with this one." Um, there's two that I that that both of us are just like we have to play this song, even though we don't want to do this song. There might have been a, a hint of an eye roll there when you said that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right. You know, if if you're playing a bar and it's you know the eleventh hour and everyone's nice and toasty, mm -hmm. you know everyone's three, four, five drinks in. Um, you either you pull out either Sweet Caroline, okay. or and this is the one I don't like pulling out, but everybody yells it is don't stop believing. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just one of those where it's like you, you put it in your back pocket and you only it, it like in case of emergency break glass. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what that song is for. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that if you're performing an anthem at somewhere else and if someone acknowledges the night, and it's not in a, at a gold night match, you'll give them maybe the point, give them the wink or something. Do you have any songs like that that you perform Maybe for yourself, you're like, okay, I'm feeling some time. Let me, let me sing this one because I like it. And if someone acknowledges it, then it, you, know, you give them the point of the wink as well. Is there something that you perform for you? A couple of, a couple of songs like that. Um, okay. there's, a, uh, there's a musical called Once. And it's, um, it's, it's a, about this singer-songwriter. And it's this song called Falling Slowly. Mm -hmm. um great 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 song and every now and then my uh my duo partner and i will play that one and we do it more for ourselves because we love that song um the other one would be uh shallow from a star is born mm -hmm. lady gaga and uh and brad um and we call that our awe song because it's like as soon as you start playing that yeah. song the first few notes, everyone's like, oh, <laughs> um, and then we, you know, kind of chuckle and acknowledge. We're like, ah, oh, there it was. Yeah. We that part. <laughs> oh, that, that's fantastic.
it's been challenging last couple of years for everybody, especially performers, but especially people in Las Vegas where tourism is such a big part of the community there. And I know that I was there during the pandemic and it was an eerie sight to see it not bustling like normal. So for you with that and, and getting through all the difficulties, what do you feel is the biggest life lesson you learned from the last couple of years? It's stereotypical, but you, you know, you're not promised tomorrow. It's, it, it's stereotypical because it's true. It's, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Everybody can remember that moment when everything started shutting down, you know, and it was like, you know, don't come to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, this, you know, this convention is canceled. This show you were going to go to is not going to happen. Um, so it's, you know, do, if you're thinking of doing something today, do it, you know, don't, don't put it off until next week because next week could not be there for you. And we just, we don't, we don't know, you know, we don't have an answer. I think the greatest aspect of Las Vegas is that it's constantly evolving. If you went there a year ago, it's dramatically changed. There's always new sites, new locations, new performers. It's just constantly changing. It's, it's, it's awesome like that. I think very few cities do that. So for someone visiting Vegas for the first time or returning for the first time in years, what would be your recommendations? Get off the strip. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, the strip is cool, um, but it's busy. It's commercialized. It's, it's made for tourists. But if you want to see Vegas, get off the strip. We've got hiking. We've got a lake that's not very full, but it's still there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you saw the pictures too, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's just so much around. And if you do want to go to a casino, go to an off-strip casino. Mm -hmm. um, two of my favorite resorts are uh, Red Rock Casino and the M Resort. And they didn't pay me for those. I just, yeah. I like them, you know. If you're looking for a, a really clean um really nice place to go those places are just as nice if not nicer than a lot of the a lot of the down uh, the the strip casinos and they're not as busy yeah you know so and you might be even be able to find better rates out there so yeah get get off the strip go go see what vegas really has to offer yeah same question but uh you mentioned earlier about the crowd is at the 11th hour and they've had a few drinks and whatnot so same question. What is the best late night food spot? Who? Um, if you're, if you're willing, again, if you're willing to go off the strip, mm -hmm. a lot of people will tell you, um, it's a chain. It's called Roberto's. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people will tell you that that's going to be your best one because it's just greasy Mexican food. Um, you know, burritos, tacos, tostadas, enchiladas. Uh, they have um, uh, carne asada fries. That's what I get there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's definitely a staple for people, um, people who, who, who have been in Vegas a while. They yeah. know about Roberto's. Yeah. Gosh, this has been such a great conversation. I'm so glad that I was able to first see you perform and then have you on the show as well. So what's next? What do you got coming up? And then how can people follow your career? Um, so my duo actually has a few gigs coming up. Um, actually, we have one uh, April 9th uh, at the, out at the M. We've got uh, May 27th at Frankie's Uptown, which is in Summerlin. And then we've got 
June, uh, I think it's June 11th. I can't remember the dates of that one. We've got one in June for um, uh, a private party. And then we've got a uh, July 4th. We're doing another gig out at the M and those are all in the evening. Um, but if you want to, if anybody wants to check those out and check us out, We've got social media on Instagram and Facebook at Cover Lane LV is the duo that I'm in. Um, if you want to just follow me, uh, I'm at Vegas Golden Pipes on Instagram and I'm at uh, Golden Pipes LV on Twitter. Um, and I, I mean, normally I'm I'm singing the the national anthem for like conventions or stuff like that. Um, but just you know, come to games and see it there because it's it's a lot more like you said there's a lot more electricity at the games mm -hmm. than me going to a construction convention and singing the national anthem i don't mind doing it i love doing it but it's it's a different feel hey well next time i'm already envisioning i'm gonna meet up with you before and then there was a gosh there was one sandwich i had there that was one of the best sandwiches i've ever had at, at the arena but then afterward oh, okay. afterwards it's roberto's it's just i got it all lined out so I'm ready for it. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I remember what that, what that sandwich was. It was one that had turkey and cranberry sauce in it. Oh, man. That sounds like uh, Capriati's. It sounds like a Bobby. That's what it was. It was yeah. a Capriati's Bobby. I was going to yeah. say it was like Buddy or something, but yeah, it was a Cap. It was one, that was one of the greatest things I've ever had. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I, I only go to a couple places, so I don't know if Capriati's is still there, but if there is, then absolutely. Yeah, it was Capriati's. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was so good. <laughs> this was really cool. You did a great job. The second I heard your voice, I'm like, I got to get this guy because it was, <laughs> it was really, it was such a great environment. And hats off to you and hats off to everybody with that organization. You guys are on point when it comes to sporting events. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for today. I hope we chat again. Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, my man. Thank you for today. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Carnell. Do me a favor. Give him a follow. First is Acoustic Duo Cover Lane LV. And then you can follow Carnell at Vegas Golden Pipes. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. <laughs>